This is Plant-Based Briefing. What is cholesterol, how it works, foods to avoid, and the truth about HDL? Part 1 by Courtney Davison at ForksOverKnives.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I curate, get permission, and narrate a variety of articles on healthy, compassionate, and sustainable living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article is longer, so it's a two-parter. I'm reading part one today, and tune in tomorrow for the second half. It's by Courtney Davison at ForksOverKnives.com, an amazing resource. I read from them very often. Check them out, and definitely watch the documentary, Forks Over Knives, which you can watch for free on their website or find it on YouTube, and share it with somebody who might not have seen it yet as well. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. What is Cholesterol, How It Works, Foods to Avoid, and the Truth About HDL? Part 1 by Courtney Davison at ForksOverKnives.com Cholesterol is a little molecule with huge implications for human health. Read on for a breakdown of how cholesterol works, including why HDL, or good cholesterol, might not be as good as you think, and learn the most important steps you can take right now if you're among the 38% of Americans who have high cholesterol. What is Cholesterol Cholesterol is a waxy type of lipid found in almost every cell of the body. A building block of animal life, cholesterol helps form cell membranes and plays a key role in the production of hormones, vitamin D, skin oils, and digestive acids. The liver makes all cholesterol that the body needs. Some factors can cause excessive levels of cholesterol to enter the bloodstream. Over time, this can seriously impair our cardiovascular systems. Good cholesterol versus bad cholesterol Cholesterol is not water-soluble, meaning it can't travel through the bloodstream on its own. For transport, it gets bundled with particles called lipoproteins. The main types of lipoproteins that carry cholesterol are low-density lipoproteins, LDL, and high-density lipoproteins, HDL. LDL, or quote-unquote bad, cholesterol. Low-density lipoproteins carry cholesterol produced by the liver to the rest of the body, allowing cells to extract the fat and protein content for various uses. LDL cholesterol constitutes most of the cholesterol in your body. Some factors discussed below can lead to excess LDL cholesterol in the blood, a condition called hypercholesterolemia. Over time, excess LDL adheres to artery walls, building up fatty deposits that harden into plaques. Atherosclerosis, as this process is known, restricts the amount of blood that can flow through the arteries. Coronary artery disease develops when atherosclerosis restricts blood flow through arteries that supply blood to the heart. Coronary artery disease is the leading cause of death worldwide. Fatty streaks, the first stage of atherosclerosis, can begin to form in childhood. HDL cholesterol. Is more always better? If LDL are cholesterol delivery trucks, high-density lipoproteins are the garbage trucks— HDL absorbs excess cholesterol and carries it to the liver to be flushed out of the body. When functioning properly, HDL helps keep LDL levels in check, which is why it's commonly referred to as good cholesterol. But a growing body of research linked here suggests that more HDL cholesterol isn't always better and that the quality of our HDL particles may matter more than the quantity. Once your HDL cholesterol gets to around 60 or 70 milligrams per deciliter, it looks like there's a plateau effect, says Nicole Harkin, MD, FACC. After that point, additional HDL is not associated with cardiovascular benefits and in fact may increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. Research has started to uncover that it is really much more about the HDL functionality, how well those particles are extracting that excess cholesterol that's been deposited, Harkin says. 
Certain stressors prevent HDL from carrying out its task of purging excess cholesterol from the body. HDL can become dysfunctional and pro-inflammatory in situations of oxidative or cellular stress, says Michelle McMacken, MD, FACP, DIP, ABLM, Executive Director of Nutrition and Lifestyle Medicine at New York City Health and Hospitals. McMacken notes that saturated fats raise HDL levels, but have also been shown to render HDL more inflammatory and likely to promote plaque buildup. The takeaway? Just because your HDL cholesterol is high, that does not protect you from cardiovascular disease, says Harkin. It's not as meaningful of a number as we once thought. A study published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology in November 2022 looked at data from more than 30,000 participants to investigate why cardiovascular risk equations have been less accurate for black people than for white. The study authors found that low HDL cholesterol was associated with increased risk of coronary heart disease in white participants, but not in black participants. Additionally, high HDL was not associated with decreased risk of coronary heart disease for either race. What about triglycerides? Like cholesterol, triglycerides are a type of fatty acid that come from our liver and from the foods we eat. They too get bundled with lipoproteins and carried through the body so cells can extract the fat and protein for use. When we consume more calories than we need, we take in excess triglycerides, which our body stores as fat. Because elevated triglycerides can contribute to atherosclerosis, triglyceride levels are typically measured alongside LDL and HDL cholesterol. Lifestyle measures aimed at reducing LDL cholesterol can also bring down triglycerides. What causes high cholesterol? For most people, high cholesterol is primarily lifestyle-related, the American Heart Association notes. Lifestyle factors that drive up LDL cholesterol or decrease HDL cholesterol include unhealthy diet, being overweight or obese, sedentary lifestyle, and cigarette smoking. Genes play a role in the amount of cholesterol that your liver produces. Familial hypocholesterolemia, an inherited genetic condition, impacts an estimated 0.05% of the population. Genetics can also influence cholesterol levels in indirect ways, such as by predisposing someone to be overweight. Having type 2 diabetes is a risk factor for high cholesterol, though more research is needed to understand the connection. Diet and cholesterol. Among the lifestyle factors that can influence LDL cholesterol levels, diet plays a major role. Studies have shown that one of the strongest contributors to our blood levels of cholesterol from a dietary standpoint is our intake of saturated fat, which is found predominantly in animal products, particularly red meat, processed and unprocessed, and dairy. Harkin adds that palm oil and coconut oil, which are found in many highly processed foods, are also high in saturated fat. Trans fats also drive up cholesterol levels. Historically, these fats could be found in the form of partially hydrogenated oils in margarine, shortening, butter, cakes, cookies, and salty snack foods. In 2018, the FDA banned manufacturers from using trans fats, but these fats may still occur in deep-fried foods due to the extreme temperature at which oils are heated. Does eating cholesterol raise cholesterol levels? There's been some debate about the degree to which dietary cholesterol raises blood cholesterol levels. Because foods high in cholesterol are also typically high in saturated fat, it's difficult to tease apart the effects of each. However, a large 2019 study linked here looked for associations between the consumption of cholesterol and rates of cardiovascular disease in 29,615 participants over a median age of 17 and a half years. They found that, independent of fat and overall diet quality, higher cholesterol intake was in fact associated with a higher risk of cardiovascular disease. 
they identified a dose-response relationship. For every additional 300 milligrams of cholesterol consumed daily, there was a 17% increase in the risk of cardiovascular disease and 18% increase in the risk of death from all causes. For reference, a single egg contains around 180 milligrams of cholesterol. The easiest way to keep cholesterol out of your diet is to steer clear of animal products. All animals produce cholesterol in their livers, so when we eat other animals or animal-based products, we consume their cholesterol. This is why when checking nutrition labels, the presence of any cholesterol is a telltale sign that an item isn't vegan, though the absence of it doesn't guarantee that a product is vegan. You just listened to What is Cholesterol? How It Works, Foods to Avoid, and The Truth About HDL, Part 1, by Courtney Davison at ForksOverKnives.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. Tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article, where you'll hear about what are normal cholesterol levels, testing, symptoms of high cholesterol, complications of high cholesterol, how to lower your cholesterol, foods to avoid, and foods to eat. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.